0: it's 49ers cutback podcast time welcome to the show everyone today was another fun day out at training camp day seven of training camp for the san francisco 49ers and it was you know a little bit different than it had been over the last couple of days yesterday was the longest most physical practice that the 49ers had had the entire off season and now they kind of pulled back a little bit uh went back to just wearing jerseys you know shorts and in really calming this thing down. So all yesterday was so much intensity coming from Brandon Ayuk, Fred Warner, and the rest of the team as the offense was looking to put up a fight. Today, it was a little bit back to a more relaxed setting, but a lot of really cool things going on. And what's up to everyone in chat? What's up, Donald? How's it going, Michael? Uh, Fortner Chanel, how's it going? And Ashan, uh, aloha. Welcome to chat. Um, yeah, it, it was it was a good day out there. It's, it's been an interesting week, whether it was the first day in pads, it was actually raining out there. Yesterday was extremely hot. Today was hot, but not that bad. Uh, so it's it's one of those things where the weather is definitely changing. Uh, what's up, Ernest? Hope you're having a good day. Um, but the things on the field are changing as well because the offense is starting to get their footing. The offense is looking better and better every single day that I'm out there. It started with the pads. You saw little glimpses of the offensive line being able to kind of hold up better than they had the entire time already. And now you're seeing that continue and what's up, Brad, welcome to chat. Uh, You're seeing that continue and today they look their best. Now I will say this, my dad went along with me again and we were having a conversation on the way home and he, we were talking about how good the offensive line looked and, Both looked at each other and said, I wonder if it's because of Nick Bosa not being padded up because Nick Bosa was not practicing today. Neither was George Kittle um, or Dre Greenlaw. All of them were not suited up in practicing. Yesterday, we saw a maintenance day for Trevorius Ward. He was back um, today, but they're continuing to manage these players, especially their veteran players and players that have injury history. It's really smart. With the amount of physicality they had at yesterday's practice, And going back to just wearing jerseys today uh, and shells, it made a lot of sense for the 49ers to go ahead and give those guys a day off. That way they can put two days off together and then come back on Friday ready to get after it again because the 49ers are going in to the third block coming up. They're going to have practices on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Sunday being Dwight Clark Day. So uh, we only have five practices left you know, during the time here, open practices for the 49ers in training camp. And then we're going to be at a game. I mean, starting starting Friday, it is one week until the first preseason game. They play Green Bay at Levi Stadium. And thanks so much, Ernest, for telling everyone. Get my boy and a thumbs up, guys. Um, Everyone. Yeah. If you could go ahead and give us a like, that'd be great. I'd appreciate Likes uh if you if you feel like you if you haven't subscribed yet go ahead and subscribe i'll go ahead and tell you guys all to do that stuff if you don't mind that would be great it goes to help the channel and we are on a push for three thousand subs we're getting there we're get, we're close we're 56 subs away so we're almost there we're we're samson ebucom subs away from getting to 3k uh and so i'd really appreciate that but it was a good practice and i gotta start with brandon Ayuk because brandon Ayuk came out there and he's been in, on an absolute mission to make things happen, and he did. Uh, Brandon Ayuk was, especially in the red zone, him and Trey Lance were locking up on some really good plays. We had Trey Lance rolling to the right, finding Brandon Ayuk on the sideline, Ayuk dragging his feet, making a nice touchdown catch, and then later, it was maybe a handful of plays later, uh, he caught Brandon Ayuk in the back of the end zone, and Ayuk went up and absolutely snagged one out of the air. It was a great throw and catch. Those two are showing chemistry, Especially in the red zone where you want it to look good, and that's where Trey looked good. Now, Bomber t says, "Is Trey's throwing really looking that ugly? Everyone is ripping him." So, with Trey Lance, let me get into him a little bit. On, I, I I did hear a lot of people upset with how he looked and how he started early on. Um, he did have some overthrows today. There was one that he overthrew Brandon Ayuk. Now, looking at the coverage. I'm not sure it wasn't just an overthrow. Because there was two guys over the top and a guy underneath, it could have been that Trey Lance decided to throw it away. The second ball that was thrown way over the top of Debo Samuel was a miscommunication. Debo broke off his route, and and, uh, Trey Lance still threw it deep. So I'm not sure if it's so much of a, was it a Debo mistake, or was it a Trey Lance mistake? Those two guys have got to get on the same page as far as that route, but those were the two drastic overthrows that I saw, and then when he got into the red zone, those situations, he looked absolutely fantastic. He was hitting players all over the place. Uh, He was hitting his check downs. He was getting the ball out on time. He was moving the, the pocket and throwing on the run like the one that he hit Ayuk for a touchdown. So I think that there are times where Trey Lance... Struggles, just like every other quarterback. This is very akin to what we saw last year with Jimmy Garoppolo. There are moments where you're like, okay, what are you doing? And there's moments where he looks absolutely fantastic. I thought this was just a continuation of Trey Lance's maturation process. So I'm not down on him for what happened. I think it's just a, another chance to grow and another way to get better. Um, and I've seen a lot of growth from him. And just yesterday was probably Trey Lance's best day overall as a quarterback for the 49ers so if he had a couple bad throws today i'm okay with that um but yeah i mean i'm I'm sure people are going to get on him for a couple of those throws but understanding that one's a communication and one could have been a throwaway will probably help people decide how bad trey actually looked. and the one thing i've been pleasantly surprised about is how good trey looks between the numbers Uh, i and the hash marks i did not did not know how he was going to operate over the middle but he's operating at a high level. So Sean says, Ant, who do you see starting at center, Brindle or Brunskill? You know, yesterday, Daniel Brunskill was getting the first team reps. He had really stepped up and into it. Uh, and then uh, today it was back to, to Brindle. So they're going back and forth between these guys, giving these guys a- ample opportunity. Both guys are doing good. Right now, I think that, that I'm giving the edge to Daniel Brunskill for the mere fact that I think he's got more experience playing the position and the offensive line sometimes looks a little bit better when he's in there. Now, the offensive line with Brendel at center today looked pretty good. Um, So I don't know how much of that is on Trey Lance and how much of that, I mean, I'm sorry. Yeah, how much of that is on uh, Nick Bosa not being there and how much is just, you know, the offensive line continuing to get to gel and get better. Uh, We'll see. Martin Rose says, blame it on me and I have big shoulders. There you go. Uh, I love that. Um, yeah, so, I mean, we're going to continue to see things happen. Uh, but overall, I think this this is really too close to call right now. Yesterday, I said I would give the edge to Daniel Brunskill, and I'm going to stay consistent with that. Um, and this is not something that I have said, you know, a lot of times, but I do believe they're getting very comfortable with Spencer Burford playing right guard. So it might be they're in their best interest to have Daniel Brunskill play center with Burford playing guard. We'll see. I think this thing's still going to play out. We'll see what happens when they get into... Uh, these preseason games and how many reps they give to Brindle and Brunskill. But those are two definite guys that are continuing to battle for it. I don't think there's a third guy. I don't think Donovan West is going to get it. Jimmy Guerrillo says, if you're worried about Trey's new level shoulder release, uh, Allen do- does it. Mahomes does it. Herbert does it. It is the way. Yeah, uh, Jim, I'm not worried about it. I have no problems with his motion. Uh, He gets the ball out quicker. He's pretty accurate for the most part. Are there passes that gets away from him? Yes, uh, that happens to all the quarterbacks. It doesn't matter what their release looks like, but we've seen quarterbacks have interesting releases and have successful careers. Um, I think this is a way that they're using Trey Lance's release to quicken it, and so far it hasn't looked bad. He still has the you know the power to get the ball down the field, so I think it's just fine. I don't really have that much of a problem, you know, with the with the arm uh, angle and all that. I don't really care about all that. Uh, Sean says, I heard Brunskill actually pulled on a few plays also. I like that. Yeah, they have a lot of versatility with those two guys. Brindle and Brunskill are extremely athletic. They can do a lot of things with them. They're they're moving the pocket. They're running some zone plays. They're getting them active in screen passes as well. It was just yesterday that I was watching Spencer Burford uh, use a swim move to get past a defensive lineman and get down the field so they can make some things happen. Uh, so it's been exciting to watch this offensive line gel i've continued to watch and monitor them there they have ups they have downs but the one thing that's been consistent is every day they seem to look a little bit better than the day before which is optimism and hope that they're going to continue to get better and better as the you know this training camp progresses and maybe by the time we get to the first game which is a while chicago is a long a long time Um, by the time we get there I think we'll be okay. And 49ers Faithful Forever says, any injuries? Um, You know, I think we still got the same ones. we got Charlie Warner still working back from his injuries. We've had no Jordan Matthews. Uh, He's been injured. Um, So there are a couple things that are going on as far as, you know, people that have been dinged up. Um, Did not get any word whether, you know, any of the guys that were sitting out today were injured. I feel like they were all maintenance days. So the Forty ers have been managing these guys pretty well. I did not see anyone go away with an injury. There was one moment where I was watching Justin Skewell because Skewell was grabbing his back and he went to the ground. But I think he just took a helmet to the back on a run play. They're running an outside zone. And I believe he just got a helmet into the back, which happens occasionally. They were not wearing pads today, but they're still playing at a physical level. Well, I think that happened to Skuel, but he was okay. He was in there later uh, getting it done. And uh, Lou Ramos says, get him, boy. Uh, Get him, boy. What is up to get him, boy? Uh, The the edit that uh, that they did for me was fantastic. Thank you so much, get him, boy, for everything. Really appreciate that. Um, And, you know, get him, boy, has been about the running back position. So I'm going to get into the running back position a little bit because I've heard some conversations about Jordan Mason, and I like Jordan Mason. I like what he's been doing this week. To me, he looks good, but in the pecking order of things, I started hearing people talk about potentially Jordan Mason being the best running back out there, and I can't really get behind that right now. I think Jordan Mason has looked good, um, but Elijah Mitchell came and showed out today and showed that he is still running back one, and there's no question. It's him, and then there's a lot of space between the next. Now, if you're going off pure reps, next would have been Trey Sermon, and Sermon has been looking good over this last week, Sermon continues to develop. He gets better. His vision is good. So I've been excited about Trey Sermon. And then Jamichael Hasty out of the backfield catching the ball, the occasional run here or there, especially the draw play. He's looked shifty, fast, um, and making plays as well. So those guys have looked really good. I've been excited about both of those guys. Jeff Wilson Jr. started working back in since he missed a day of practice earlier this week with, a, with a, some sort of an injury. He's back, he's working in, but now he's falling off. He was getting the two reps. Now he's getting like three and four, the same kind of reps that D- TDP's getting. TDP has ups and downs. Yesterday, he had a really untimely f- uh, fumble. They were running an outside pitch, and if he would have got it, oh man, he would have made some plays, uh, made a big play. That one was a little nerve wracking. That one I was hoping he was gonna make, Uh, because I think he would have been able to get a lot of yards. They had sealed the outside corner and it just looked like he was going to be able to run for days. Unfortunately, it didn't work out for him. And it's one of those, uh, missed opportunities because this running back room is absolutely tough. Sean says, how do you feel about banks? Has he made any strides at left guard spot? Yeah. Tremendous strides. His body looks different. Uh, his, his play looks different. He looks more comfortable. He looks stronger Everything about him is just a far cry from last year. He's so much better. Uh, so I think that he's just going to continue to grow and get better. Banks is going to hit his stride sometime during the season. Are we going to see a couple of, of misses here and there? Yeah, of course. He's a young player. He's got to learn to play against some of the most talented guys. Uh, but that's a good thing, right? He's getting reps against a really good 49ers defensive line, and he holds up. Uh, Banks is a very solid player. I mean, he he's one of those guys that – He's got the potential to develop into something special and they just got to continue to use him the right way. They got to get this run game going because if they get this run game going, then, then, then we know what's going to happen, right? They're going to be able to pass. They're going to be able to do the things that they need to do. Uh, So I I think that he, he's sitting, uh, sitting in the right spots. And uh, yeah, uh, Lou says TDP and a little bit more about TDP. So TDP, uh, there's been some conversation about, you know, him. I think he's still getting his footing Still figuring out you know, what he needs to do in this offense, but he has his moments where he looks good. Um, I've been kind of kind of excited about moments where I see him catching the ball at backfield, which has improved from OTAs. Uh, he looks comfortable in, in a lot of those things, and they did bring him in in the red zone situations to get some short yardage things, um, some short yardage carries. The one thing that was interesting about the red zone situations, we didn't see very many carries from Jordan Mason. Uh, that is one area where I thought he would be really strong and and be used because of the physicality at which he runs with. Jordan Mason's a very good athlete who can do everything you want a running back to do, um, but he's still developing. I don't think he's as far along, you know, maybe as, as some people do right now. I think he's got a lot of ability, uh, but there are things he's still working on. Uh, people just see him running with that physical nature and running through a lot of these defensive players, you know, putting their arms out and grabbing him and thinking that he would truck everyone. Do I think he would run over a lot of people? Yeah, I do. Do I think that he's still got work to do as far as vision, Uh, you know, being more elusive. Yeah, I do. Uh, So there, there's a, the running backs are all looking pretty good right now. They're going to have a tough decision to make there. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Donald says, I heard Drake Jackson doing some work how is he looking drake jackson has looked very good i've been very happy with his progress he's got a lot of speed his first step is getting better he's able to bend the corner uh it's a mismatch when he's going against you know sam Sluter, when he's going against uh alfredo Guterres, those are mismatches it's better competition when you see him against justin skewell against colton mckivitz um right now colton mckivitz is having a pretty good camp overall so McKivitz will sometimes get him, but you can definitely see the the growth from Drake Jackson. I think he's just going to continue to develop with a lot of things. It's a, a lot of it's his hand placement. He's still working on putting together pass rush moves. I listened to his press conference yesterday and he's talking about how he kind of just goes off a of feel. Um, and so I'm, I'm thinking he's going to need to learn to, study his opponent a little bit. I'm sure that's what he's trying to do. Study these offensive tackles, know what their go-tos are, know what their weaknesses and strengths are. So that way you can start putting together pass rush moves that are going to be able to win. But on pure athletic ability, uh, he's been doing pretty good. Hip flexibility, uh, ankle flexibility are good, which means he can get around a tackle, bend the corner and get to a quarterback. So we're going to see him continue to develop. There's just so much talent on that defensive line and at edge rusher. It is absolutely ridiculous, guys. I mean, there's just so much. Um, so he's not going to be asked to do anything extra. You know, we're not going to see a Kinlaw situation where he gets thrown in there and has to do some stuff right away. Uh, he's going to get after it, and he's going to be able to, you know, help a lot. So um, I think it's just a matter of time before we see Drake Jackson making plays on the field. So I'm definitely excited about it. And playing defense a little bit along the way as, as we go ahead and we get hit by some stuff. Uh, but I'm gonna I'm gonna take care of it and then just get back to get back to work. Uh I'm enjoying going through a lot of your questions. Uh I'm excited about the good questions. So let's see. Uh we got through TDP. Uh Hugh says, Ant, are you good with the 49ers sticking with sinners They have and not trying to sign JC Treader. That's a very interesting question, Hugh. It really is. Um, because I think that you know, there's been a part of me throughout this offseason. has looked at the 49ers center position and kind of went back to what they've done in the past and what they've done in the past is bring in veteran centers whether that was weston richburg who took over for daniel kilgore who was a veteran center or you know get other guys in as well like alex Mack. they've continued to go that route um and this would be a time where yeah they're veteran but it's daniel brunskill who you've had on the roster um and not someone that's veteran to playing center very much and Brendel, who's an unproven talent You would think conventional wisdom would be the way Kyle Shanahan goes, that he would go for Treader. The question marks surrounding Treader, though, and his knees have to be answered. The fact he wasn't able to practice down the stretch last year uh, makes me a little nervous about him. But I mean, he's a really good player, and I think they're going to give these guys a run. And mark my words, if they did not feel comfortable with Daniel Brunskill or Jake Brendel, then I think they would go out and get somebody because there's a couple guys out there, not just J.C. Treader. So uh, I think we're just going to have to wait and see. I did see yesterday and I forgot to bring this up. There was a moment with Kyle Shanahan and Forrester getting after it a little bit. Uh, I don't think they were like yelling at each other, but they were having a pretty deep conversation. I was watching the body language. It was pretty interesting. Uh, Kyle's definitely wanting this offensive line to step up, but I believe they have. Forrester's definitely developing them. So we'll see. Uh, if they ended up going to the Veteran Center, I it wouldn't surprise me. But right now, I do think it's going to be Daniel Brunskill. He's the one that's kind of a... Uh... Yeah, and Mr. Corey says, Trader hasn't missed a game since 2017. I'm not saying he's going to miss a game at all. Um, I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying I'm sure that they have some sort of worries about that. But you're right. He doesn't miss. I mean, I'm not saying he has an injury problem that's going to cause him to miss games at all. Uh, because he, when it comes down to it, he plays. 49 um, Foggy says... Uh, what's up gary by the way he said how did nick zakel's look today where did he play he's been playing left guard uh predominantly he's been getting some spin on the second unit and then some on the third unit depending on the day Zakell's uh, zakel's had up and down um play there there are moments where he looks really good and comfortable there's moments where he struggles a little bit he looks like a rookie that's developing i think uh nick zakel is has the opportunity to still make this roster but he's definitely on the bubble so he's gotta he's gotta prove it. He's gotta prove it. And I like Nick Zakel a lot. I like his ability. I like his you know his physical traits. Uh, but right now he's still developing. And I thought that so far Jason Poe has been advancing highly and stepping up. Uh Jason Poe's now making it a little bit more difficult difficult on Nick Zakel to make this team. Freddie McDre says, Will Trey pass for over 30 TDs? I think that would surprise me. And the reason that I believe 30 touchdown passes for Trey Lance would surprise me is I believe the 14 ers are going to run the football and I think when they get into the red zone there's going to be a lot of opportunities for trey to run the football and for this running back room to run the football. when you have running backs who everyone besides Jamichael hasty is 215 pounds plus, you have the opportunity to go smash the ball into the into the red zone and then when you have threats like you know George Kittle, Oak, and Debo I'm sure you're going to get them the ball, but you know Debo's going to get the ball and some carries too uh, so I, I do believe that we're gonna have some opportunities for Trey to throw the football, but I don't think it's gonna reach 30. I, I think if you know, I think if he threw in the, the low 20s, as far as touchdowns, that would be a great year, especially if they were converting in the red zone by running the football. I think that's the best situation for the 49ers. And here's a great question from Lou. Right now, who would you play opposite of Bosa? I'm going Samson Ebicom. Uh, Samson Ebicom has looked good. He's looked explosive. His hand placement's been good. I mean, he is a great edge rusher. I would say he's the second best edge rusher right now behind Nick Bosa. Armstead, of course, is the best on the interior. And Armstead bosa are the two best defensive linemen on this team. But right behind them is Ebucom. And then I think after that, that's when you get to Charles Aminahue. And Aminahue is he's dangerous as well. That dude is really good. He's got good hand technique. Uh, he's very physical. He can he can bull rush you, he can bend the corner at times. So I definitely think they got some tough guys, but I think Ebikom is that guy, and they're treating EbiCom like he's that guy. So uh Ebicom is the guy opposite of Bosa, and I think he's gonna have a lot of opportunities because of Bosa. Um let's see. Uh KDR says, I'm concerned about Lance's finger fatigue affecting his ability to grip the football. Oh, geez, I love that. Finger fatigue. I've never heard of finger fatigue, but if if that could get somewhere, uh that would yeah, that could happen um freddie mac says where's jess admin these bots yeah i don't know where jess is she might be working or whatever um so she's not on here right now so it, it was me I was, I was all over i was doing my best to get after the bots if they come back uh hopefully they won't then i'll be getting after them again but uh if, if jess comes on you know she'll be getting after it as well um sean says has jalen moore just fallen out where does he stand jalen moore's been getting a bulk of the right tackle reps There has been so many times so far, Sean, that uh, Mike McGlinchey hasn't played. Mike McGlinchey's been getting worked in slowly. Um, So they've been giving a lot of those reps to Jalen Moore. So Moore played some right tackle. He's also played some left tackle. Colton McKivitz was playing some right tackle. Now he's played mostly at left. And Colton McKivitz has looked pretty good in those situations. So I think that right now that's where they're working more. Um, I keep waiting for them to go ahead and and put Jalen Moore back into the competition with Spencer Burford, but right now they've been just absolutely rolling uh, with Spencer Burford at right guard, and it's it's been pretty good. I mean, it's been really good. Um, here we go. Uh, Seth Siddle. What's up, Seth? How's it going? Uh, for everyone, for people probably don't even know, but Seth used to be one of my quarterbacks when I was coaching. He says, every year in Kyle's system, the running back is – Injured 3-4 deep, they'll need to rely on everyone. You're right. And they got so much depth. They do. They got some big physical guys um, that are going to be able to eat up carries. And that's what the 49ers need. Hopefully, they can keep Elijah Mitchell healthy uh, longer than they've ever kept him healthy before. So, uh, Mr. Corey says, Zakel and Mason are more than likely headed to the practice squad. It's a possibility. It, it really is. I mean, we got to see what happens with injuries. Um, there's going to be some tough decisions that need to be made to Michael Hasty, uh, Jeff Wilson Jr., one of them could be gone. Both of them could be gone. Maybe that would be hard to in- envision, both of them being gone, but maybe uh, Zakel becoming a-, a practice squad guy could happen, especially if the 49ers decide to keep eight offensive linemen. To keep o- eight offensive linemen, I would expect Nick Zakel to end up on the practice squad because Colton McKivitts has looked pretty good. I don't think Colton McKivitts isn't going to make this 53-man roster, and then they have to make a decision. You know, who, who wins Brunskill uh Brendel could decide a lot of things uh it, if if brunskill wins then more than likely burford starting at right guard if Brendel wins then you could throw daniel brunskill back into the mix for right guard he could beat out burford uh, but burford's definitely secured himself a spot on the 53 man roster which i don't think will surprise anyone and we got mr cory say samson ebicom is my breakout player on defense i love that because uh, I think he is a really, really good football player. Brad Jones says, was Kinlaw out there today? Yeah, Kinlaw was out there for a second straight day. He was getting after it. He was working hard. And uh, D'Amico Ryan said, when he goes by Kinlaw every single day, he says, technique, technique, technique. Uh, and that's the key. Uh, if you can get this guy to play with high technique, with the, the physical traits that he has, he can do a lot of damage. So yeah, Kinlaw's out there. He's looking good. He's looking fresh. He's in the best shape of his life. I'm excited to see what happens with him and you know on this defense, especially once he's paired with Armstead. We haven't really got to see that pairing in practice yet, and I kind of feel sorry for the interior run game for the 49ers once they get that going at practice, because that's going to be really tough. Um, Jim Gorilla says, I hope the run game is there where he doesn't need to throw it at much. Exactly. Get this running game going and give get Trey Lance comfortable with being able to run play action, moving the pocket. That also helps your offensive line. This offensive line is so much better when they're able to play moving forward or moving the pocket. That's what they do best. So getting them in situations where they can do that is good and it's all prioritized on getting that run game going. You've got the running backs behind you to do it and you've got run first offensive linemen ahead of you. Hopefully you can get this done. If they can scheme it up and the scheme is a little bit different than what we saw with Mike McDaniel. Now that you've got... uh, forrester at the helm the run game looks a little bit different but so far it's been fun i've been enjoying the run game i've been enjoying the install that we've been getting as they continue to expand this offense as kyle shannon and chris forrester put in their run game their pass game everything uh mr cory says spencer burford was beating charles and in pass drills yeah it happens uh, the the one-on-one drills are so hard uh, I know a lot of people make a big deal out of one-on-ones. I'm not one of those. I want to see how it looks in 11-on-11 situations because that's when you have help. That's when you have traffic around you. How do you operate in those? But the fact that Burford can win in those situations is good. Burford's a good player. Burford it has a real opportunity to start. John says, who do we keep in our tight end room? Who would be tight end two and tight end three, in your opinion, right now, because Charlie Warner is out, We, I mean... Tyler Tyler Croft is tied in, too. He's taking tied in two reps today. George Kittle wasn't there. Tyler Croft is playing with the first team. He's the number number one tied in behind George Kittle. I think if Charlie Warner was there, Warner would be in that mix as well. Saw Warner doing a little bit of workouts today. We'll see what happens with Charlie Warner. If he's able to come back, I do believe it'll be Croft and Warner that that play behind George Kittle. That will be two and three. Um, And then there's other guys, you know, that are, that are behind there that are making plays. Fumagalli hasn't looked bad. He's made some plays as well, but I think they would love to keep Fumagalli on the practice squad. So I do think the three that are going to, as long as Charlie Warner's healthy will be Warner and Croft. And I think Croft will be secured in that number two spot because he can block and catch the ball right now. Um, (laughs) 49ers George. What's up 49ers George. How are you doing George? I hope you're having a good day. Kyle figured out the pads led to too many fights. I think after, you know, yesterday he got in an extra set. Um, There was an opportunity at which they they were normally done with practice. The horns went off and he triggered another 11 on 11 and got an extra session. Uh, So I think that Kyle worked extra yesterday because of some of the things that were going on with the the idea that today he was going to tone it back a little bit. So, yeah, I mean, no fights today. Uh, The energy level was different, but the energy level usually is a little bit different. When you don't have Nick Bosa and George Kittle on the field, things change a little bit, pads or no pads, but it was definitely scaled down a little bit, and it was more like just working on technique and honing in on those things, but it was overall a, a well-orchestrated uh, practice, and it went well. So I was I was, I was was happy with practice today. I got to watch a lot of guys making plays, um, so it was good. Marvin says, watch the press conference today. It was McGlinchey with Lowell Cohn's asking questions. Yeah, they ask uh that that must have been interesting for him. Uh very interesting for him. Uh Sean says Hasty uh would not make it to the practice squad. Someone would grab him, probably the Sea Chickens. Yeah, I think it's gonna be tough for our any of our running backs to make it to the practice squad. They're all re- very talented players, and I don't know why any team wouldn't want them. The 49ers don't want to let any of these guys go. So you have to decide which guys you just can't refuse. Uh, to let go and hold on to those guys and then hope somebody doesn't get them. But if they do, uh, look for an opportunity to trade one of these guys. We'll see. We'll see if one of these guys end up creating, you know, some value for themselves in training camp. You know, maybe one of the former uh, 49ers assistants would reach out and want to grab a player like J. Michael Hasty and be willing to, you know, maybe trade, uh, you know, a, a six-round pick over to the 49ers for J. Michael Hasty in the seventh. Uh, those kind of things can happen. And what's up, demonic angel? I hope you're having a good day. Uh, Brad Jones says, "Who would be the most worried about being claimed off waivers before they can get signed to the practice squad?" Um, I think the the I think it would be one of the running backs, uh, Jeff Wilson Jr. or Jamichael Hasty. Those two guys would definitely be people that I would fear would get there. Um, there's also linebackers. You know, I, I worry about some of those guys like Robinson. He's looked really good. Potentially, if you released him. Uh, he wouldn't make it to the practice squad. You've got a couple of offensive linemen uh, maybe wouldn't make it now because of how you know how bleak the offensive line looks for like Seattle, for instance. They could grab one of the 49ers players and plug and play them. So I mean there are players, of course, any of the defensive linemen. If they cut like a Jordan Willis, for instance, or a Kerry Hyder, they're getting claimed. They're gonna end up on, you know, the Jets or the Dolphins or the Seahawks. Uh, maybe not Hyder to the Seahawks, but, yeah, there's a lot of talented players from the 49ers. I think a lot of guys are going to get claimed. Uh, they just are. Uh, Tony Two-Tone says, any running back we cut to practice squad will probably get um, snatched up by the sea, <laughs> sea chickens. Yeah. Uh, I think he said sea hags, actually. Uh, yeah, they will. Um, let's see. I don't want to miss any of these... Uh, uh of course is aunt look me in the eye and tell me with a straight face that Jake Brindle in some 29-year-old three career starts gym that has been hiding for six years. I can't do that. I, I can't do it. I can't sit here and tell you he's gonna be a gym. Um what I can tell you is he's competing, he's doing a pretty good job. So I'm I'm not like war- as worried as I was before camp. But there's a there's still a lot that has to be determined. I think we're gonna get a lot more answers when we get to the Minnesota practices. How he holds up in those, I think that's gonna be a better determination of where he's sitting. So, uh, no, I can't do that for you, Mr. Corey. My apologies. Ronnie says, "Hey, Aunt, does it seem like the coaching staff is gelling and clicking on all cylinders?" Yeah, they're working and they're working really well together. The coaching staff hasn't had any problems. Everyone knows where they're supposed to be. Everyone's coaching up their techniques. Uh, it looks really good. So I, I've I've been uh, excited about the coaching staff. They haven't missed a beat. Um, so there's no questions about that. Kyle seems comfortable with how his coaches are teaching. Uh, he's not hovering. He's doing the same things he's done every single year, letting them coach, letting them do their jobs. And we're seeing some good coaching out there because we're seeing players get better. I mean, today we saw extra work for the nickel corners. They were going through cornerback drills. One of the coaches pulled someone aside. Uh, it was a Contrez night. It ended up, you know, being a few guys, Darquez, Denard and Samuel Womack going in extra work on their drops, uh, picking up different guys at different levels. It was great work. Uh, so they're doing a good job of working together. So I'm excited about the coaching staff. So, yeah, I mean, it really hasn't seemed like there's any sort of an issue at all. Um <laughs> Brad Jones says, no spot for Conesman Dwelly. You know what's bad is Dwelly has looked pretty good. Um, Dwelly has been rolling. You know, he was the number two guy coming in. Croft passed him a couple days ago. But Dwelly's been winning on -on one-on-ones, which I don't put a whole lot of stock in. Uh, But he's been getting open at times too. The question marks are firmly around his blocking ability, which we haven't seen him do a whole lot yet. And it's been tough because he's trying to, you know, hook and help set the edge against guys like Samson Ebucom who doesn't miss tackles and guys like Nick Bosa who throw you around. It's not easy sledding for these guys. But right now I would say Dwelly's three because Warner's not in. If you were to make a roster right now today, it would be George Kittle, uh, Tyler Croft, and Ross Dwelly. That would be the three guys. Uh, Fumagalli just on the outside. And I think that once Warner comes back, he will supplant Uh, ross Dwelly, because right now ross Dwelly is still a receiving threat we'll see how warner looks if he starts going out for passes too when he comes back uh what is up david via welcome to chat i hope you're having a good one um the rams house comes through and says four years cut back do you think trey is ready to win the ring not here to hate but i don't know if he's ready and i don't think anyone can say right now without him playing games that he's ready to win a ring what i can say is He's so much better than he was last year. He's going through his reads. He's going through his progressions. He's locating the receivers and he's getting the ball out. Uh, He's taking chances. He he took a shot today to Debo Samuel. Even though Debo didn't come down with the ball, it was right in his breadbasket and he gave Debo an opportunity. And I think that's all you can ask for. So I think that sometimes... Uh, you know, we look at Trey Lance and we think it has to be all in or this, Uh, but when it comes down to it, Trey doesn't have to be the reason we, we win a ring. Uh, We, we built a good roster around him. He can be one of the reasons. And when you have talent like Brandon, Ayuk, Debo, Samuel, Elijah Mitchell, uh, then you can go ahead and and get it done. So I, I'm, I don't think he has to carry the weight, but I do think there's going to be opportunities this season where Trey Lance is going to be one of the reasons why he's going to take over a game and do something special Uh, So I think that Trey Lance is going to give the 49ers an extra uh, uh, determining factor in games. We'll see. We'll really see. Um, So I I don't know if he will be the reason we win a ring right now. I don't know if he's ready, uh, but he's going to go out there and prove to see if he's ready. So I think once we start getting into games, we're going to find out. And I'm excited about it. I really am. I'm excited about it um sean says do we hold three quarterbacks in our 53 i would kick one of the practice squad and allow another d lineman on our 53 yeah no way we're keeping three um there's no way it's gonna be it's gonna be uh trey lance is gonna be nate sudfeld those are gonna be the two quarterbacks that are on the 53 man roster and that's it brock purdy will be on the practice squad i think that i mean that's pretty easy to figure out because right now purdy I, he's he looks like a practice squad guy." Um so he's definitely got some some development that needs to go. So um Brad says why couldn't Ross uh follow through with his tampering? We still have Mike McDaniel. Yeah, I mean Mike McDaniel would be nice around. I would love to have had him working uh it, with the running back or with the run game. That would have been so much fun. Uh that that would have been good. That would have been really good. Um but let's see. Uh, Michael Humphrey says, everyone keep talking about J.C. Treader, but if they're still available, then something's not right. Tampa hasn't even uh, claimed, so I'd ride with Kyle. Yeah, I mean, there has to be something to that medical. I know he didn't practice, uh, but we'll see. I mean, he didn't miss any games, so people that are saying that are, are pretty you know, dead on about that. We'll see what happens, but there I know he didn't want to be involved in the offseason workouts. That's something as a part of the union that he's pretty consistent on. He doesn't want to be a part of any of that but I think that they look at it and say, Hey, if we don't have to spend money at the center position, and we can roll with a guy like Daniel Brunskill, who we're really high on, or a guy like Jake Brendel, who Chris Forster has been working with since he was in Miami, then why not? You're going to save money and you have a really athletic, versatile center um, with Brendel. In fact, that's had a lot of chemistry with Trey Lance with them working together all year and Brunskill, who's already started eight games for you at the center position. Um, that's how ha- that was half a season a couple years ago. So uh these guys, you know, I think they want to roll with them. They're hoping they're gonna work out. Um, but there still is that they can always break that glass, pull that emergency lever if they need to, and sign treader. Right now, that doesn't seem to be the case. Uh Brad Jones says, and did you see the Bosa interview on the NFL network? That chair was struggling under those quads. He is absolutely ridiculously big. Uh he he's he's so muscular, but yet so athletic. It doesn't slow him down at all. So it's it's really nice. It's really nice. Um I've been excited about him, so I'm, I'm really excited about Nick Bosa and, w- and what he provides his football team. Uh, Willie Rodriguez says, besides starting corners, what other corners are playing great? Um, Diameter Lenore continues to impress. Diameter Lenore had another really good day today. So he's been a guy that's been making plays. One of the guys that I've been high on is Darquez Denard. You haven't heard a lot of names because they haven't really been targeting him because he's been locking his guys down. Darquez Denard looks very comfortable playing that nickel position. And I think right now he's sitting there as the starter and he looks really good and really comfortable. So I think he makes a lot of sense for them. I think Lenore has looked best, uh, the next best. And then you have guys like Samuel Womack, who's been out there making plays as well. Um, I like Quantrez Knight as well. The one guy that's been giving me a little bit of worry is Ombre Thomas. Omri Thomas had made a couple plays today and a couple plays he really struggled. So, I mean, he's continuing to get his footing. He was a slow starter last year hoping that he's a slow starter this year, uh, but there's a there's something that needs to trigger there, and we're going to see what happens. We know the 49ers don't want to move on from a third-round pick like Ombry Thomas, who played a lot of significant snaps last year, but, I mean, right now, this, this room is going to get tough. It was just yesterday that Jason Vrett was going through drills on the field and running full speed. Jason Vret's not that far away, and if Jason Vrett is healthy, he's one of the best cover guys on this entire team. So I mean that's when the that's when business picks up and it starts getting real interesting. So I'm I'm actually very excited if TV gets out there and starts making some plays. Uh, Seth says Kyle won't put Trey in position where he has to carry the team. Very reasonable to expect Trey to match Jimmy's output from last year. Yeah, a little over 3,800 yards, 20 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. You could trim that interception number by two and get it to 10. Maybe add a couple touchdowns, so 22 to 10. Frey's legs will put the 49ers over the top and give them you know, a really good opportunity to win even more games. I mean, they were a couple plays away from beating a team like the Rams in the NFC Championship. Uh, so dead on Seth, I expect nothing less from you. Uh, the guy who knew when I was going to call a play, what play it was going to be before I called it, we were definitely simpatico. Uh, and so we're, we're agreeing on this one as well. So, well done. And what's up, Paul? Uh, It's okay that you're late. I'm just glad you made it in because we're having a fun conversation about the 49ers training camp day seven, where Brandon Ayuk decided that he was going to continue his hot streak and get after Yesterday, he was hot in the collar going after Fred Warner. Today, he was just hot in the red zone making touchdown catches. Uh, Brandon Ayuk looks good. Debo Samuel looks good. So, I'm excited about the offense. And they were moving the ball in the red zone without red zone threat George Kittle. So, that's exciting. Um Marvin says, My thinking is they'll rely on the run game and win the games they can bring Trey along and increase his load as the season goes on. It would be nice if it started out guns blazing, just being real. Yeah, that would be great. Now, one thing I know about Kyle Shannon, and I know this about offensive play callers because I was one of them. You're gonna take what the defense gives you. So if these defenses want to come in and try to take away the 49ers run game and absolutely load the box, Trey is going to have to win early. He's going to have to get the ball to his receivers and let them make plays. And he's going to have to cause them to soften the defense. Once that happens, you can turn to the run game. If I was a defensive coordinator coming into this upcoming season, I would make Trey Lance prove that he could beat me, that he was not Jimmy Garoppolo, that I couldn't load the box. Uh, So he's going to have to prove it at some point. It'll probably be early on. I look for them to load the box, eight, nine guys, Come up there, go horizontal and make the 49ers pass the football. Now, if Trey Lance can do it early on, if he can go vertical and make plays down the field, then the defense will start giving them favorable boxes where they can run the football. Once that happens, good luck, because then when you have to bring a guy in and Trey Lance beats you over the top after a play action, uh, it's going to be tough for you. So defense always dictates what you do on offense unless you just can't be stopped. Uh, There are opportunities a la NFC uh, championship game in 2019 where you just can't be stopped in the run game. And then you just run it until you can't run no more. That could still happen. Uh, So we'll see. We'll see what happens right there. But I I think that's how you'll see it go early on. And then I think you're right. At some point during the year, uh, Trey's just going to hit all cylinders because he's going to get comfortable with the situation. And there's a lot of tough games early. So he's going to get, He's going to get pushed, uh, but he's getting pushed every day in practice. So that's good. Sean says, do you foresee us running a little more inside power inside zone this year with Trey as a mobile big arm quarterback? I think that inside run game will be available that along with WAN plays. I like your thinking on the Sean. And actually they ran some quarterback power today up the middle. That was something that they did. Uh they ran, you know, so they faked the fake the zone outside one way and then had Trey go up there. And then they did a little bit of a pass off of that as well. That was part of the install today. So they're definitely working that in. I think that's something that's going to be consistent. And I love the Wham plays because having guys go back against the grain uh, and allowing one of these defensive linemen to come across the ball and hitting them and and taking them out with one of these great blockers, whether that's George Kittle, Charlie Warner, or uh, Kyle Juszczyk makes a lot of sense. And that will create a lot of inside run areas for them to go. And with having big running backs like Trey Sermon uh, and, and Jordan Mason, if he makes the roster of a TDP and even Elijah Mitchell, they're going to be able to operate well in that interior but they're going to have to definitely loosen it up. So we'll see. Uh, But yeah, Trey's ability to get on the edge and also Elijah Mitchell's uh, ability to get on the edge. will definitely open up some of those plays. And I like the thinking of running the wham. I think it's very smart and we've seen them use that a little bit. So uh, I think that uh, potentially we're going to see more and more of the interior run game and they got the guys to do it. We thought it was going to be last year, right? The interior run game. We've got, we've got banks. Now we've got Trey sermon. Here it comes. I think we're, a little bit ahead of it uh sean says with athletic guards and centers i would love to see more zero traps uh you might see it i mean the, right now what they've been doing is running some draw plays that's something they've been doing they've been running more shotgun with trey lance which i called a little bit of trey lance with trey sermon running some shotgun that is definitely coming to the fold recently uh so they're they're doing some stuff right now uh that is fun you can definitely see the the playbook uh m- go towards trey sermon or trey uh, lance at times Uh, some of the things that he's able to do uh, so it's going to be fun uh and 49 fogey says my first play of the year would be a deep ball to gray i love that i think that could be one of the plays right i think if you want to have a vertical pass as being part of they we know they call two plays in the huddle if you have one that's a play action get the ball down the field have that be one but also have one that's a run play in case it's a situation where you can give the ball and you can get a positive gain if they do decide not to load that box, then go ahead and run the football. So uh, I think you're going to have one that's a pass play, you're going to have one that's a run play, and you're going to see what this defense gives you. And if you have the opportunity to get the ball downfield, you'll do it. If you don't, you'll take what's there. And that's one of the things Trey Lance has to navigate through is coming to the line of scrimmage, recognizing what he sees defensively, and then going ahead and making the right call. He wants to put the 49ers offense in the best situation. We know that the center is going to be required to put the the pass blocking in the best situation. So these guys have to work together. So Kyle's going to call those plays. If Trey can get them in and out of the right plays, that's going to be huge for this 49ers offense. Trey can do it. He's super smart. I think he's going to be able to get them in and out of the plays the way we want. Uh, He's going to take the run plays that are there. He's going to throw when he needs to throw. And hopefully it all works out and it'll be about execution. Let's see how that develops as we continue through training camp. Uh, Traffic says, Hey TCC, how are you doing? Do you think the NFL appealing the Watson suspension gives more chance of Jimmy G to Cleveland? I think it keeps it muddied up because it was just yesterday, you know, with the news coming out about the suspension that potentially you were going to have an opportunity of, uh, you know, that Jimmy grapples opportunity to go to Cleveland wasn't going to be there anymore. Uh, but, What we have now is we have a situation where um, we don't know what's going to happen there because, you know, them putting this in means that potentially, um, sorry guys on defense real quick. Okay. Now we're back. Okay. um, That potentially they could end up going to, you know, to Cleveland and potentially trading Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, Don't know for sure. I think it's going to be interesting. I I think it is, but I don't think you can rule Cleveland out. Um, the only question is, you know, is Cleveland just going to decide just to sit back and let this be a throwaway season? Uh, I don't know. Uh, it's, it's one of those things. That's, it's it's a little bit uh, concerning about where Jimmy ends up going. This John Lynch said he's fully cleared. You have Atlanta, New, New York Giants potentially in the mix, and Cleveland. I wouldn't rule Cleveland out, though, and I think the news that they're going for a bigger suspension, an indefinite suspension, uh, keeps Cleveland relevant, and that's good for the 49ers just in case – Uh, you need to make sure that other teams believe Cleveland is in the mix. Uh, Brad Jones says, and apparently Brett was out again before training camp at full speed. Love it. Uh, Yeah. I was a little late again today. Traffic has been killing me, so I haven't got to see the beginning of it. So I love that. Uh, Jason Brett being back with this football team is going to be fantastic. Uh, He's going to help him out. And with Kyle Shannon, kind of let it slip yesterday talking about matchups. We could use certain guys for matchups. Jason, Freddie, Emmanuel Mosley, and charverish Ward moving inside now depending on what matchups they're looking for having guys on this in the secondary that you can match up depending on skill set you don't have very many secondaries that can do that so uh it's going to be exciting uh uh, john says exactly and i'm just an old o-line coach who loves physical inside trench plays i'm with you sean that's what i was initially to an offensive line coach who eventually became a play caller and a head coach I would get it. I love the interior run game. It was not too long ago, just in 2018 that I had one of the best run games in the entire state. So I'm, I'm about run game. I love it. So when we get in there, that's why I'm watching these running backs. Uh, some people will be like, Oh, this guy had a great run. And I'm like, but that wasn't the best run of the day. Cause this guy used vision. This guy used good technique. Uh, he, he recognized what defense was doing to him and he made the appropriate moves. Um, there's a lot that goes into it. So I love, I love the interior run game conversation John says vertical route with gray clear out routes with IU crossing routes with Debo so exciting some will be open exactly exactly so there's going to be opportunities for sure um let's see Juanito says worried about the low completion percentage I'm worried Trey won't gain rhythm and confidence at this rate having a great defense is bl- a blessing and a curse Well, I think Juanito, that's part of the reason that the 49ers have begun playing other corners on the first team at times. It was just yesterday that everyone was making a huge deal about Hallman playing on the first team. Well, what is that? That's an opportunity for the 49ers receiver to win. Uh, So, I mean, those are going to be times where Trey's going to be able to get the ball out. Now, anytime right now. That Trey Lance is in and Omri Thomas is ends up being the corner. Uh, Brian Nayuk is going out and picking on him. Brian Nayuk consistently beats Omri Thomas, so there are opportunities for these guys. I'm not worried about his completion percentage. If he's missing guys, you know, by four or five feet, uh, then I get worried about it, but I'm not worried about a percentage right now because you don't know exactly what's being asked in the huddle. Sometimes you're asking Trey Lance to throw into certain situations. Uh, to make a, a a certain throw. um so I think that you know that's something that you're gonna continue to see from the from the forty ers are gonna continue to work uh, on these guys and you know and get them in the right situations. but um there's just a lot. I mean, right now there's just a lot. so uh I think I think that right now, I'm not worried about Trey's percent percentage. If we get into preseason if he plays very much preseason, I don't even know. and he started struggling and having more problems. Um, then maybe we could have a conversation about it, but I'm not worried about it now. But I get what you're saying, Juanito. Uh, Traffic says, do you know how the appeal works now? Does he get to play until the new suspension is granted? The 6 game ruling just gets thrown out now, or does the get uh, got to sit until the new decision? I don't know for sure, so I'm not going to comment on that because I don't know the exact workings of it. My belief was that he would continue to be on the commissioner's exemption list until it's figured out. But I don't know because I do know he could file injunctions and all kinds of stuff. So I think this thing's going to get more complicated before it actually gets figured out. So I'm not sure traffic. I'd have to look into that and try to find out what's going on with that. And I haven't really dive, dove into it too much. If he was the quarterback of the 49ers, I definitely would have already dove into that. But because he's not, I haven't. And I know it has a lot of influence on what happens with Jimmy. So I'm sorry I haven't got into that. But I'll definitely look into it a little bit um, and, and see what that means now and what the next step is. I know they were still pushing for an indefinite suspension. Uh, Sean says the, uh, do we have a nickel corner who is looking like the possible shorter a uh, starter? Yeah. I think it's dark. Denard. I really do. I, I like the way Darkwest Denard looks. I feel really comfortable with him at the nickel corner. And I didn't, as we were going in, uh, we we're going into training camp. I had some concerns, but watching him at practice, he looks comfortable. He's going after it. He's, I mean, his technique looks good. He looks confident. Garquez Denard is, he's a player. Um, So as long as he can go in there and consistently do the things that I've seen him do so far, I don't think we're going to have any worries about that nickel corner spot. And and all the while, we have Jason Verrett sitting there. And if Verrett comes back, I don't know what happens to Denard, because you might see a situation where Verrett plays inside sometimes, uh, Mosley plays inside sometimes. It's going to be interesting. Uh, But they definitely have a lot more players on the outside and in the corner room than they've had in the past. There's a lot of uh strength there uh so it's it's gonna be it's gonna be exciting. We don't have to worry about the cornerbacks we don't have to worry about the secondary this year uh they're they're locked and loaded they look good all the time, so I've been definitely excited about that group and with j v back can we get uh cat coverage? they get a guy and cover him the whole game we could. Uh, they were they were fooling around a little bit with uh Charvarius Ward playing the opposite side. He had been playing the left side the entire time, and then they started flipping him and Emmanuel Mosley. Uh, the fact that Kyle Shanahan kind of alluded to them kind of doing some matchup stuff. Uh, So I think that potentially you could see that situation. I mean, you might look at Cooper cup, you know, you go into the Rams game, Cooper cup, for instance, and say, you know what? We believe Jason Vred on Cooper cup is our best situation. And then do that. Or, you know, we believe Traveris Ward's physicality on Cooper cup is the best situation. So uh, they could definitely do that. They could do some matchup stuff. Uh, Why not? I mean, if you have that versatility, why not do it? And we've seen, D'Amico Ryans has definitely been willing to take his defense to another level and do anything and everything possible to put his guys in good situations today. They're using some safety blitzes, some nickel blitzes, the stuff that we saw with Kwan Williams. So uh, they're, they're getting after, they're ramping up that defense there. It's just the 49ers offense has started to finally find rhythm. And find chemistry along that offensive line so you're seeing improvement i think it's going to continue to get better and traffic thanks so much uh for saying that he says thank you appreciate the work you're all doing over there keep it up really appreciate that comment uh means a lot uh sean says is ray ray primarily our return specialist we will use him as a wide receiver i know he has used a lot of fly sweeps and rotationally yeah he's out there he's been getting reps he's been playing in the uh, in the slot some um, today he was playing outside he had a a really nice rhythm pass he ran on an out pattern and trey lance got in the ball and he got a field so there are moments where ray McLeods look good ray ray has been getting involved in the return game but when ray ray was out last yes, yesterday uh they were using several guys and one of those guys that they were using was danny gray they're using some fast guys um so i think that there's opportunities for a few guys to be the return guy i think ray ray's the guy they want But I think Ray Ray is going to be a wide receiver who also returns instead of being a return guy who also plays wide receiver. I look for Ray Ray to have a nice role in the 49ers offense. Uh, The things you talked about as far as uh, being fly sweeps and rotational, I've seen him do both of those. uh, I've seen him do fly sweeps. I've seen him do reverses. So those things are still going to be a part of his game, but I think he's also going to operate on outs, which he did with the Steelers, and corner routes, which we know uh, Trey Lance throws really well. His best throw of the entire camp is the corner route that he throws to Brandon Ayuk uh, between Charveris Ward and Jimmy Ward. It is fantastic. So I'm I'm definitely excited about you know that those opportunities for Ray Ray McLeod. Uh, let's see. Uh, can we put Brunskill on Donald the whole game? Right? Couldn't we just monster him? Right? Just monster Donald. Like wherever Donald goes, that's where we got Brunskill. Yeah, I'm I'm curious what this offensive line is gonna do against Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald is a, is a freak of nature. The dude is so good. So we'll we'll definitely see what happens there. Uh, I don't think they're gonna actually monster, but man, would that be fun? Wouldn't it? Uh, just just monster him the whole game. Take it, take him away. Uh, what's up, 49 Faithful Forever? How, hope you're having a good one as you jump in the chat. Mr. Cray says, Ant will replace Mac. I'll replace Armstead. Woo! Like I told you, I'll go in there. Uh, I will recognize what I see. All that I won't have a problem with. My problem is... I will get absolutely cracked. I will get destroyed after a couple of plays. I'll be gassed. I'll be winded. I'm not in shape to go out there and play any of the football. And I do not want to play against Javon Kinlaw or Eric Armstead. I don't feel like getting looking that bad and ending up on Grant Cohn's who look bad today list. Uh, Not about it. I, I don't want to end up on YouTube. Somebody's shorts as I'm getting absolutely knocked down. So... Uh, it's fun to think about. Maybe you could go in there and replace Armstead. Go ahead, Mr. Corey. I have more faith in you than I have in me getting absolutely destroyed by these physical freak of natures uh, who are fantastic athletes and really good players. Uh, so 40 uh, yards, people forever says got to get an update on Purdy. Um, Purdy's been, you know, he's been doing all right. I mean, he doesn't look bad. Uh, he's locating receivers. He's getting rid of the football. You definitely notice that there's a little bit of arm strength difference between him, Studfeld and uh Trey uh, Trey Lance um and but he he looks like he's progressing. I think he's going to be on the practice squad for this season. Um and I think they're going to use him to help him get better and better. So we'll see. We'll we'll see what happens with Purdy, but I think he's going to mainly operate, you know, the the second I mean um the scout offense during the season. We'll see what he ends up developing into. Uh, I think it's he's at least a year away, maybe a couple years before he could be a, you know, potential backup for Trey Lance. So I just don't think so. Uh, Sean says bro. So stoked to catch one of your lives. My brother, you got me so pumped up for the season. Let's go. My brother cheers. I, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I'm glad to have you on Sean. It's been a while since I saw you always love when you're in chat. You always ask good questions. You have great comments and I know why now because you're an offensive line guy. You got to love that offensive line is where it's at. Um, that's where I end up looking all the time, trying to find the hogs. Of course, they put them all the way on the other field, way far away from me, where it's very difficult. Uh, most of the time, they're going through their drills. So when we get the the 11-on-11 11 11 in front of us, that's where I get really excited. I don't really worry about the one-on-ones because uh, the defense is going to win more than they lose. So I don't worry about that. I worry about when we get in there and you actually see these guys working together. Brad Jones says, how is Jawan Jennings looking? Dave Lombardi said he's been popping out like Ayuk. Um, he has his moments. I think uh, Juwan Jennings has his moments where he looks good. He creates separation. Um, And then there's there's moments where, you know, you wonder where he's at. But I, I'm not worried about what he's going to be able to do this season. I think he's just going through practices right now. I think he's going to be one of those guys that makes plays in the red zone and does all the things we saw last year. Uh, He st- still can get separation. So uh, Jennings isn't going to fall off. We're still going to get a lot from him. So I'm excited about him. But, I mean, we haven't seen, like, there were times last year where he made, like, a lot of really big plays. Uh, this year we haven't seen a lot of the big plays. We've just seen the consistent plays from him. So right now the big plays are coming from some of the other guys. Uh, and one of those is, um, you know, Danny Gray. He's making some plays way down the field. Uh, that's exciting for this offense because we haven't seen very many of those vertical plays. Everyone got really excited last year when Trent Sherfield made some of those um uh, so 48 years faithful forever says does Dante Johnson get cut because he's clear waivers and leave another roster spot for someone else I think Dante Johnson might get cut for the mere reason it's going to be really hard to keep him there's not a room for a spot for him in the safety room uh, not when one of your best one one of your safeties is one of your best special teams guys in George Odom there's not really a spot for him there you're keeping four those four guys are healthy right now and there's just not an opportunity and then in the cornerback room because they're going to keep an Ombre thomas because they want to keep either samuel womack or geometer lenore probably not a spot for him there i would expect dante johnson to get cut to get signed to the practice squad and to end up helping this roster in 2022 at some point helping this team out that just seems to be what happens uh, when you get one of those guys on there so uh maybe uh maybe uh let's see so so far, guys, what we've had so far is a lot of really good news. You guys have asked some really good questions about the 49ers offense, defense, everything. It was a good day of practice. Um, There were guys who stood out, of course, and Brandon Ayuk is the main one. Brandon Ayuk did his thing today. Don't get too worried about Trey Lance. Trey Lance had really good moments, and his his red zone was so good guys. Uh he operated that red zone so good. So those are things you can definitely be excited about and Tony tone says it just just right. Death attacks and Dante Johnson on the 49ers, that is dead on. And 49ers Faithful Forever says Curtis Robinson get traded, that's possible. Uh that is possible. And what's up Cyrus? How's it going? Uh it could be Curtis Robinson. Um uh, one of the things I'm going to keep throwing out there is one of these they have six really good linebackers. They really do. I wonder if it's going to be Curtis Robinson that gets traded or if it ends up being someone like Demetrius Flanagan Fowles. We know Flanagan Fowles is a big-time special teams player. So if Robinson was able to do something on special teams like Flanagan Fowles, maybe you would move on to Flanagan Fowles. Having Curtis Robinson as more control, a guy that's bigger than Flanagan Fowles, more physical, and has also been playing the mic might be important for the 49ers. So could we see Flanagan Fowles get traded and then keep Curtis Robinson. That is something that I'm going to be watching for, because Curtis Robinson has definitely got uh, got my attention. And Golden uh, says, Jordan Matthews tore his ACL. I did not know that is what happened. Um, I saw him injure his knee, him try to practice. Did not know what the injury was. Haven't heard any update on it. But Golden, if you have you know some sort of update on that, I would love to know that, because uh jordan matthews was having himself a good camp that would be too bad i feel bad for the guy as he's been transitioning and really trying to compete uh, that would stink um i mean i don't know if he'd made the roster because the other tight ends look so good but it would have been nice to have him around because as a receiving threat um he was he's definitely been doing some stuff so uh it's it's been crazy and michael humphrey says let's get cut back to five thousand subscribers would love that michael thank you so much for doing that we would definitely love to get 5,000 subscribers we're on our way to 3k right now thank you everyone for everyone that's been been helping uh it's been a lot of fun and everyone that's been a part of this community it's been exciting i've been having a great time all throughout training camp with the conversations with you conversations with you know the different cutback crew in the stands it's been a lot of fun, and uh, guys, I, I'm I'm up against time a little bit, so I'm gonna be hopping off. But I wanted to thank everyone for coming through. Everyone that liked, shared, commented, uh, chatted, asked a question. Thank you so much. I'm excited about all of it. Uh, I'll come back on tomorrow for another chat. So we'll, it'll be a full Q and A tomorrow. So if you have questions, you know, get them ready. Let me know. Let's get it. Um, so yeah, it, we'll we'll get some stuff going, um, and and it'll be exciting. And and Sean's won some merch. Uh, sent to Hawaii. Um, you know what? Go ahead and send me an email, Sean. The, the email should be in the description section. It's $40cutback at gmail.com. Uh, send me an email. I'll get to you. Uh, we'll, have a night. We'll, we'll talk about it. I'll see what I can do, uh, but thank you everyone for coming through. It was, a, it was a great show. See you all tomorrow. Make sure you hop on with questions. We'll have another good conversation, and then we'll get ready for Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, the next block, but Until then, everyone stay safe and remember the right way is always the 49ers way.